British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFG and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's podcast, we will discuss the latest positive UK manufacturing news. We will discuss this week's budget and how it affects UK manufacturers and welcome a special guest, Christopher Greeno, CCO of Shrewsbury-based SDE Technology. My name is Joe Reynolds and joining me this week is MTD's Richard Jordan. Richard, welcome. Thank you very much, Joe. It's nice to be along with you. How are you? Yeah, great. Great to catch up as always. But right, let's jump straight in with the news. Ford is investing $230 million to transform Halewood. This is amazing news, isn't it? It's not been so long since we were all or we were reading reports of the demise, even the death of the British car industry. But this is another fantastic vote of confidence. Ford investing, as you say, two hundred and thirty million pounds. It's not just a, an investment. It is pretty much a, a transformation project for the Halewood plant. Um, the, the, it's the transmission facility which is up there on Merseyside completely transforming it to build electric power units for the uh, the future Ford all-electric passenger and commercial vehicles across the whole of Europe. We know that's coming down the road, if you like, in the next few years. Uh, and it's a brilliant vote of confidence in the factory and the workforce in Hellwood. So that's tremendous news. Um, it, it's the first uh, electric vehicle component in-house assembly site in Europe, and production is due to, to kick off in 2024, which is only just over two years away, isn't it? So to a brilliant investment, £230 million. I don't think you can say that often enough. It's such a, a huge, huge investment. So brilliant, brilliant news. It is. Uh, you know, I've been there many times, and it's fair to say they won't mind me saying it is quite a dated, uh, a dated site. So it's most welcome, that investment. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. On, on the similar theme, uh, new Gigafactory in Coventry. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast, but it's been given a date, uh, 2025, they're saying. Absolutely right, yeah, the Gigafactory. It's the, going to create what they're saying is the UK's largest factory, Gigafactory. And uh, look where it is. It's right in the heart of the country. It's right in the heart of our industrial heritage part of the country where vehicles the automotive sector has been based for years so there's there's no accident that it's been uh, being put there it's a, a 2.5 billion pound investment into the region and um, we we've always been looking for these high skilled high work high quality jobs well there's around 6000 jobs that will be created directly and uh, as has been pointed out there'll be thousands more jobs in the supply chain so it's it's a huge huge investment it's a public private joint venture uh, it's a partnership between Coventry City Council and Coventry Airport uh, getting support from all sorts of local industrial groups local government academic institutions uh, and as you say they've now announced the date for it so it's it's great again you know th th that's that's two really big stories that we've kicked off this week two huge investments in the UK PLC which is which is a great way to to start the program yeah and we're talking about electrification on the first two uh and, and this next one the mini mo it's it's probably a vehicle i've just got visions of you driving on a beach <laughs> in, in one of these richard but the good news is now you'll be able to do it all electric from january 
That, that's right. Of course, there's a lot of beaches in Northamptonshire as well. So yeah, I, was, I spend a lot of time driving along the beach locally. <laughs> but as you say, it's an electric version that's uh, that's being built by Moog International. The price, um, if you want to buy one of these for, for the, the beaches, I know you live, uh, you've got your Caribbean getaway. The uh, the prices start at thirty two thousand four hundred eighty, and that does include tax. And the first deliveries of these vehicles will be in 2022. If you if you want to know, it's got a 44 bhp motor powered by a battery, and it takes four hours to charge that battery. And here's a few other stats for you: the acceleration to 35 miles an hour takes four and a half seconds, and the top speed is just enough to exceed the national speed limit of 62 miles an hour. And the range, they say, is 89 miles. So um, just make sure you uh, don't park it 90 miles away from your charging unit. But, uh, yeah, good news. Yeah, well, maybe uh, maybe that's not my next company car then. I, I was uh, <laughs> at Visions of me driving down the M5 and my, my hair uh, in the wind, but maybe not. Maybe not. Okay, let's take a short pause from this week's Positive UK Manufacturing News and introduce this week's special guest. There's no other than Christopher Greeno, who is CCO of SDE Technology in Shrewsbury. Incidentally, Chris is also the host of the Saturday morning show, the SME Focus. Chris, a very warm welcome. Thank you, Joe. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. How are you keeping? Yeah, not bad. Uh, we're really busy. Manufacturing is, is having a, a return to the boom days. Good stuff. So just for the people aren't aware of uh, you, I guess, tell us a little bit about Christopher Greeno and yeah, and what, 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 you know, what your career to date. Well, I've been here, this is my 28th year at SD Technology, so I started as a press operator and I've worked my way up to CCO. SD Technology is one of the leading manufacturers of pressings and assemblies in the UK on the cutting edge of hot form aluminium. We've got a new, uh, the first UK license for a new hot form aluminium process, HFQ. So big investment over the next couple of years and big plans for the company. Yeah, just again, just on uh, SDE, tell us a little bit more about the company, uh, this HFQ in particular. I know this is this could be a game changer for many manufacturers. Absolutely. So we're, we're privately owned, um, been in business nearly 60 years, um, always looking to diversify, always looking to get ahead of the market. Obviously, aluminium now, lightweighting, electrification is all about range of vehicles. So the new HFQ process allows for uh, part integration, uh, up, uh, lighter weight parts, uh, down gauging, and uh, more strength. So it's a real game changer in terms of structural parts for automotive, aerospace, rail. Um, it's fantastically exciting. Yeah, and I know you've uh, you've only recently adopted this. This last I don't know twelve eighteen months. What, yes. what, what what's the uh, what's the uptake been? What what's the feedback been like from the field? Well, the market's ever growing. Um, we need more designers to adopt this technology. So it's really about working with designers and purchase people now to show them the benefits of this process. Uh, and that will, that will lead to the market being very big in the future. Chris, can I talk about the big story around in the news at the moment, the budget? Um, I mean, you're saying manufacturing is entering a golden age. You sound a bit like Rishi Sunak. He said the UK economy entering a new age of optimism. Do you agree with him? Well, I'm always optimistic. You know that, guys. Uh, <laughs> but looking at the budget, uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it not so much a levelling up budget, more of one that has completely levelled out. 
Uh, it was a very political budget with very little in the way of growth strategy or forward planning for manufacturing. So manufacturers across the country, what will they be looking at this morning and what positives will they be taking from it? For manufacturing, uh, there weren't many positives. Uh, manufacturing is a key driver for a thriving economy and there's little in this budget to promote or support the sector. There was no mention of carbon reduction, green processes, product or sustainability. It was very much uh, Mr Sunak putting his spin on it. Uh, the public sector is well overdue for investment um, coming out of the depths of the pandemic. I think we all agree with that. There was lots of talks of hospitality and the service sector, but they're, they're separate sectors. There's no plan or support for UK manufacturing. But we've been hearing about how the government wants to create a, a high-skill, high-wage economy. Uh, there must have been something that you could find there to support that. Well, I did have to look long and hard. The extension of the annual investment allowance is a positive, and that will help drive investment and drive business. But when we look at business now going forward, the, the skills gap is ever-increasing. There was no reform on the apprenticeship scheme that is failing and take-up in apprenticeships is actually dropping. Uh, however, the extension on the hiring incentive and the £2.7 to reform recruitment in apprenticeships is welcome. But it's not actually, it's the scheme that is failing. It's not the recruitment per se. So there's lots more work he needs to do. Yeah, so what, what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, on the apprenticeship side, Chris, you, you think manufacturers should be able to train their own and still be able to get, um, still be able to get the grants that are available? Absolutely, and, and the $2.7 billion is going to reform the recruitment side of it itself rather than the apprenticeship scheme, and that's because the recruitment side is failing miserably. So there's, there's lots more work to do, and he needs to involve business in those decisions around apprenticeships. But is business making this point to the Chancellor and the government as a whole? There's lots of people making this point. So Make UK, lots of other membership groups are making this point. The government seems to go their own way with certain things on the apprenticeship. But what we really need from the government now is a vision for the manufacturing sector that really creates investment and drives innovation. And we didn't see that from the budget. You spoke about the fact that there's more money being spent on public services. There are investments in infrastructure going on at the moment and into the future. Surely that's going to help manufacturing. Well, they will help manufacturing, but again, they are, they are larger projects. They won't help the SMEs in the country. 99% of the, the companies in the UK are SMEs. SMEs struggle to get in touch or get uh, procurement with those big, um, big budget operations. So HS2 is normally driven through two or three suppliers. And that supply chain is quite limited for new suppliers to get into. Let's talk about the capital allowances. We, we've sort of touched on it a bit, but that's been extended for 15 months. You welcome that? Well, absolutely. Any extension to uh, that sort of funding is great. Uh, it would have been better if it had gone out further. But whether that's to push us into investment very quickly. But some of the investments the manufacturers have to make are for five and ten years. So those decisions aren't taken lightly. Yeah, and, and that, that's, that's what I was thinking on the Make UK. Well, lots of people are calling for a five or ten year extension. And maybe it's Rishi Sunak being a bit of a salesman, like you say. Maybe it's saying, come on, let's make that investment today rather than waiting maybe five, ten years. Maybe it's just trying to push you over the line to make to buy that machine or that factory or whatever it may be. Well, he is. But if they're, if they're large investments with a five or a ten year payback, 
you can't be pushed into that investment by, by a salesman. So what we need is a slightly longer term view, which again, the budget didn't deliver. It seemed to be very short term, seemed to be very uh, looking at a political budget rather than looking at how we can drive the economy forward. Isn't it inevitable that a budget's going to be political though? Well, it is, but I think we need to really change the mindset now. We've got to look to reshoring. We've got to look to invest in the UK per se. We've got to drive manufacturing, and that that needs something that is a bit more all-party, a bit more of a potentially an industrial strategy. Now, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, then. Be specific. Your call now to the UK government, what would you like them to do to aid manufacturers? What I'd like to look is a long-term industrial uh, strategy that is all party, someone, whether it be a minister or commissioner for manufacturing who beats the drum for SMEs in the UK. We really need to be looking at sustainability, uh, carbon reduction, and these aren't one or two year things. These are five, 10, 20 year plans that need to be put in place. But also I'd like the, the government and Mr Sunak to start working with businesses of all sizes, so including SMEs, to be driven, so policy is driven by business for business. I'm a little bit frightened to ask this, Barry, among what you've said so far, but here we go. Were there any negatives in the budget? No, I think he did quite a good job. So I I sound like I should be on Strictly, so I've I've given you all the things I didn't like. Well, there were some things. I mean, spend on uh, public sector well overdue. Hospitality and service sectors have had unprecedented pressure over the pandemic and he has to do something on those. But what we haven't seen is where we've got a massive skills gap, anything to really address that skills gap and we haven't seen anything that's going to make an SME in the UK manufacturing sector invest for the long term. Yeah, and just the final one for me, Chris, and whether you like it or not, you can either drown your sorrows in reduced price alcohol or you can uh, celebrate with some reduced price, you know, English English uh, sparkling yep. wine, can't you? Well, as long as it's English and as long as it's made in the UK, then that's fine. Let's all go and buy it and let's enjoy the run up to Christmas. <laughs> Sounds good. Chris, as always, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, we wish you well for the rest of the year and we'll catch up soon. Thank you, guys. Take care. So, Richard, a great insight from Chris, as always. Um, a positive, negative, neutral budget. I'm not quite sure where we are on that one, really. But it's it's great to have Chris on, and he's got some valid points, as always. Yeah, indeed he has. Uh, I think you're right. I think it was a positive, negative, neutral budget, according to according to Chris. Probably ticked all three boxes. <laughs> yeah, quite. And, and uh, just before we continue with this week's news, um, for those who haven't already, please download the MTD MFG app. It's available for Android and Apple at your usual app store. Uh, also, go to mtdmfg.com. We don't get time to discuss all the positive UK manufacturing news on this podcast, but clearly we put it all on the website and the app where you're going to get exclusive content. So please do go and download the app and pay us a visit online as well. But moving on with the news, uh, Bentley announced the company's biggest ever intake of trainees. Uh, 113, incredible. It's, it's more good news, isn't it? And interesting, that was one of the uh, topics that Chris was honing in on during that chat that we had about apprenticeships, about trainees and investment for the future. And as you say, Bentley 
has announced. I mean, let's face it, if if you want to work in the automotive industry, it doesn't get more prestigious really than working for Bentley. And they're taking on 113 new trainees in 2022. That's, as you mentioned, the highest number ever offered uh, by the Bentley uh, HQ. It's it's all part of the um, the Bentley 100 strategy, which is their future strategy for the brand looking forward. They're looking particularly for people to work in digital technology, electrical, systems engineering, and lean manufacturing. And apparently the company is suggesting that some 20% of those uh, trainees, the 113 that they're looking to take on, will be trained in software engineering and data science. So a huge range of skills uh, they're looking for and a huge range of skills that people, those you know, 113 lucky people, will be able to uh, have and set them up for, for a long and pretty prosperous career. Indeed. Yeah, well, yeah, it wouldn't be bad, would it, to go and build the Bentley you end up driving one day? Um, <laughs> yeah, good point, yeah. The, the next story, SR, uh, the submitted plans to build two hydrogen plants. Uh, what can you tell us about this story? Yeah, this is in the uh, the Stanley Manufacturing Complex, which is in Ellesmere Port. So back to the uh, the north of the, the country. We started off with um, Ford, and now we're talking about SR Oil. These uh, these manufacturing facilities, the the hydrogen production plants, will be part of the uh, HiNet Northwest Initiative, which is uh, uh, it's it's an innovative low carbon and hydrogen energy project. What it does, it aims to unlock the uh, the low carbon future across northwest England and northeast Wales. And again, the um, that that was something we were discussing with Chris, wasn't it? Carbon neutrality and whether how committed the government is. But it certainly seems that SR Oil is committed to it. The two blue hydrogen hubs they're expected to attract a, another huge investment. We're talking about seven hundred and fifty million pounds if it's all approved. Work hopefully will uh, get underway on the site by the end of next year, 2022, and the first production of hydrogen is set to start by the uh, the middle of this decade. Yeah, no, incredible, isn't it? Um, on a similar vein, JCB, a, a name we all recognise, successful company, and investing 100 million in hydrogen engines. Yeah, another. Great British name, isn't it, JCB? It's one of the um, great British names in in manufacturing in this country, as you said. £100 million, the super-efficient hydrogen engines. The company based, of course, in Utoxeter. Anyone that's been to Alton Towers will have driven past JCB. We've all seen that. Uh, They've got a great sculpture outside the factory using all the the, the buckets that they fix to the diggers. I always always think that's great. So it, it, it looks fantastic. So JCB... As you say, £100 million uh, they're investing. They're targeting the end of next year, so just 12 months for the first machines to be available for customers. 100 engineers have been working on the development, and they've also started recruiting again. They're looking to take another 50 engineers on to to continue the work there. So more brilliant news from another great British name in British manufacturing. Indeed, it is, and it's like we've done this podcast for some time now. It's 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 not every week, but it feels like most months we're talking about a JCB recruitment drive. It, it's astonishing, absolutely astonishing, how many how many of these uh, diggers they're making and predominantly exporting. It's just it's just fantastic news, a great UK success story. 
It's an amazing UK success story and consistently a success story. It always seems, as you say, we, we, we speak about the company often, but you look back in the past, it's always been one of the great success stories of British manufacturing. And just looking back over this program, when you think we've mentioned Ford, Bentley, JCB, you know, we're not talking about small companies with small investments, important though they are. We're talking about the huge British companies and huge investments that are being made in this country and in British manufacturing. Absolutely. And that, that, that's all we got time for this week on the uh, podcast. As I say, please download the MTD MFG app for exclusive content. Visit mtdmfg.com to get all the latest news. As I say, we don't get a chance to cover it all. Um, a big thanks to Christopher Greeno of SDP Technology. Richard, thank you to you. But as always, the biggest thank you goes to you at home for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG. Thank you.